listening to the Destiny Community Church Podcast.
And then he said, I am the true vine. Jesus was defining what this looks like for us. When we are in times of need, he is saying, I am. I am everything that you need me to be. You're not going to be lacking. You're not going to be wanting. You have to believe that just as the Father is, so I am. And I have everything that you will ever need in your life. I will bring it to completion. You just have to put your trust in me because I am. Somebody say, I am. And if that's not enough, in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8, Jesus says, I am the Alpha and Omega. In other words, I'm the beginning and I am the end, says the Lord God, who is, who was, and who is to come, the Almighty, say I am. Jesus is I am. No matter the need, no matter the circumstance, no matter how bleak life may seem in the moment, Jesus says, I am, I am more than enough for you and for your life. I'm going to flip to, to John chapter 14 really quick, really quick. I'm, I'm not preaching long today. Man, we've got a busy day, and uh, I, it's probably more for me than you, but I'm not going to preach long, I promise. In John chapter 14, there's this moment when Jesus was preparing his disciples for his death, for his resurrection, for his ascension to the Father. And, and think about this. All three of those are game changers for, for these men that had followed Jesus. And they had, they had trusted him. He had become their, their rabbi, their, their teacher. And, and he's having to prepare them, first of all, for his death. Game changer. It, it, it changes the, 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 the outlook of the ministry. He's having to prepare them for his death. He's having to prepare them for his resurrection. Because not only do you have to deal with the emotions of, of your rabbi dying, but he's having to prepare them for his resurrection too. How many of you know that can take a toll emotionally on someone? When you go from, from, from here to here, it, it's, it's, it's tough. And then he has to prepare them for his ascension to the Father. So not only are they going to see him alive again, but then he's going to depart. He's going to go to the right hand of the Father. And he's got to prepare them for that. And so we get in on this conversation in, in John chapter 14, and I want you to listen to the words of Christ. Listen to what he says. He says, let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And will take you to myself that where I am, you may be also. Did you hear what he said? Where I am, you may be also. And you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am. Somebody say, I am. I am the way. And the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father. And, if it, it, and, it, and it is enough for us. Just show us him. And Jesus said to him, 
Have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or else believe on account of the works themselves. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me and will also do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Here it is. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Do you realize what Jesus just did? He just gave the disciples permission to use his name. That whatever you're facing, whatever the circumstances look like in your life, whatever you are going through, I want you to ask in my name is what he says. I want you to use my name. When you go to God in prayer, I want you to use my name. I'm putting my name on the line and I'm giving you the authority. I'm giving you the ability. I want you to use my name when you pray. When you ask, I want you to say my name. He gave his disciples permission that day. And he continues to give us permission. Listen to what he said. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. So church, I got to reading this this week, and, and I just thought something just, just crazy, just crazy. It's time that we start name dropping when we pray. Some of you, you've never been taught to pray. No one's ever, ever taught you this, and, and no one's ever showed you how important this is. But Jesus gave us the license to use his name whenever we pray, and it's time that as you pray, you start using his name when you pray. It's time to start name dropping. It's time for us to start looking at sicknesses and speaking in the name of Jesus to those sicknesses. We need to look at cancer and we need to say, in the name of Jesus, flee. In the name of Jesus, be healed. We need to look at heart disease. We need to look at COVID. We need to look at whatever it is that people are facing physically. We need to look at, at these physical conditions that are keeping people from, from walking and keeping people from talking correctly and hearing and, and seeing. And we need to start declaring, in the name of Jesus, be healed. It's time that we start name dropping. It's time that we look at our homes and we look at our marriages and we look at our children and we say, in the name of Jesus, be made whole. He gave us permission to use his name. This is really the message. This is it. He gave us permission to use his name. Why don't we do it? Why don't we do it? I don't want to end any prayer. I don't want to end a prayer. And this has been my practice for years, for years I've taught all of our, our ministry development program students. I've taught all them. When we pray, 
we are going to close every prayer with in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, because there's power in that name, church. And he said, we get to use that name. We don't have to just offer some, some blanket hope that we just hope just makes it up to heaven. Like, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hope. I'm going to hope that I get better. And, and if it gets wings, maybe it'll get to heaven. That's not it. We don't have to hope. We get to pray using the name of Jesus and the authority behind that in our own merit, we can't stand before God. And, and, and for some people, this is the reason why you struggle in prayer is because you come before God and, and you think to yourself, I've been doing it all right. I've been tithing. I've been memorizing scripture. For the most part, I've been keeping my, my anger under control. There was that one guy last week that pulled out in front of me in traffic, but, but God, I prayed you bless his heart. Well, I prayed bless his stupid heart and his dumb head, but still, Lord, I prayed for him. And we come to God under our own merit sometimes, and you, what you have to realize is that when we approach God under our own righteousness, it doesn't work because the scripture tells us that our righteousness is as filthy rags. So when we come before a holy God and we're trying to come under our own merit, we're worthless. We're wor Prayers are not going to get heard. They're not going to, to be answered when we stand before God under our own merit. And, and quite the other end of the spectrum is this. Some people, they just refuse to pray anymore because they don't feel worthy enough. And you feel like you've let God down. And you feel like, like, like your life is just so, so much of a mess that you, you're not worthy enough to stand there and, and say a prayer. And you're right too. You are. None of us are worthy enough. On my best day, church, on my best day, on the day that I think that I get it all right, when I treat my wife the way she needs to be treated, when I treat my kids the way they need to be treated, when, 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 I, when I don't get angry in traffic, when, when, when I do everything right on that day, when everything falls into place, I'm still not worthy enough to stand before a holy God under my own merit but I don't have to because there's a name that he's looking for and that name is Jesus and when I stand before that holy God and I stand there in Jesus' name you see, it doesn't matter how many verses you've memorized. It doesn't matter how many surf projects you've been a part of. I mean, it's, it's part of the Christian walk and nothing against our red shirt crew over there. But, but it doesn't matter how many projects you serve on. It doesn't matter how many widows you have blessed. It doesn't matter how many orphans you have fed. You can go out to that tent, and I hope you do, and I hope you spend $10,000 on Christmas trees. I hope you do. But you can buy the entire tent, all 300 trees. You could do it. And it doesn't make you worthy enough to stand before a holy God. But when we come before God, we must come in the name of Jesus. In Luke chapter 10, Jesus sends out 72 of his followers. And he sends them out to do the work of ministry. And when they return, the Bible says that they said these words to him in, in verse 17. Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. This was a revelation for them. Lord, even the demons are subject to us when we use your name. Paul wrote to the 
church in Colossae, and, and, and he said these words in, in chapter 3, verse 17. He said, and whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Philippians chapter 2, verse 10. So that, at the, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Let me tell you, church, what this tells me. That everything that stands in opposition to what God wants for our lives has to bow its knee when we speak the name of Jesus. Everything that is in opposition to what God wants for your life, when we speak the name of Jesus, it has to bow. I'm reminded of this story that I read this past week of this, this father that took his son and 14 of his young friends to the carnival. It was the boy's birthday, and he said, just invite your friends, and, and I'll take care of everything. So they loaded up, and he gets to the ticket booth, and he just buys a, a big roll of tickets. And the father would just stand at the entry to every ride, and he would just dish out tickets for his son and his 14 friends. They would go to the next ride and he would stand at the, at the entrance to the ride and he would give the worker all the tickets they needed for his son and his 14 friends. About halfway through the day, he, he's watching the boys go through and, and he looks and there's one that he doesn't recognize. He hasn't been with them all day. And he said, do I know you? And he said, no, sir. He said, why do you think that I should pay for you to ride this ride? He said, because your son told me that you would. And for the rest of the day, everywhere those boys went, that little boy rode every ride that they got to ride. Jesus said, our brother, our big brother said, You ask, but when you ask, you ask in my name. We get to ask in the name of Jesus. Not because of how great we are or how awful we are, but simply because of who he is. We get to ask in the name of Jesus. Now, I want to help you with something. Because there's some qualifiers here. God is never going to answer a prayer that is contrary to his word. Like if you come before God, you can, you can scream out the name of Jesus if you want to. But if it's contrary to his word, God's not going to answer that prayer. He, he can't. He can't contradict himself. And so if you're like, man, I hate my husband. I am so ready for him to move out. In Jesus' name, make him move out. God's not going to honor that. That's, like, that's dumb, right? Right? Like, you can't show up at the bank and be like, Lord, I could really use this money. I'm going to go in here and rob this bank. Help me get away with it in Jesus' name. 
It's contrary to his word. And here's, here's, what, I, here's what I know. Here's what I know. If you're going to God in prayer out of selfish ambition, no. God's looking for a pure heart that comes before him. You've got to be willing to pray God's will in Jesus' name. You've got to be willing to pray the heart of the Father in Jesus' name. You've got to come before him with that sincere heart, praying according to Scripture, praying out of obedience in Jesus' name. So I want to clarify something with you. When it comes to sickness, sickness is not of God. You hear me. Stop blaming God. Sickness is not of God. That is an attack from the enemy. He hates you and he wants to ruin your faith in God because without God it's impossible without faith it's impossible to please God. And so he's just out to destroy your faith. But, but that attack, that physical attack on you, that sickness, you can pray against that sickness in the name of Jesus. But when you pray, I want you to come before God recognizing who you're not. You approach the throne of God with humility. Understanding that your righteousness is as filthy rags, but when you get there, you speak the name of Jesus. And heaven begins to listen. When it comes to your marriage, it's not your will that your marriage would be destroyed. You've tried under your own ability, under your own reasoning to help him or her understand you just need to go to God in the name of Jesus you need to pray according to his word according to his will and pray that God will restore your marriage in Jesus name This is one of the greatest weapons that we have. And so many Christians don't use this. And Jesus said, here, I put my name on the line. Just speak my name when you pray. And it will be done. God wants me to pray for you today. 
If you need a healing in your life, whether it be physical, mental, spiritual, if you need healing in your home, if you need healing in your marriage, whatever it is that you need, if that's you, I want you to surrender it to God right now and I want you to stand right there where you're at. Just stand. You don't have to come forward. Just stand right there. Now I want you to give it to Jesus. Would you raise your hands right now? Those of you that are standing, just raise your hands. Everyone in the room. Come on, if you're standing, don't, don't hesitate. Just raise your hands. Lift it up. Give it to Jesus right now. Just, just hand it to him. Just, he says, cast your cares on me because I care for you. You're handing it to him right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, in the name that is above all names, in the name of Jesus, I come before you right now, Lord, and I claim healing. Those that need a physical healing right now, Lord, according to your word, by your stripes, we are healed, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray for healing right now. God, I pray right now for that person that is struggling mentally. Lord, that is not your will. I pray that their, their, their thoughts, Lord, would fall into your hands, Lord. Capture their thoughts. How their mind is running away from them and how the enemy is, is messing with them, Lord. God, I claim healing right now in Jesus' name. For the one that is spiritually broken right now, Lord, they've been hurt, they've been crushed either by human hands or, Lord, even at times they've blamed you. But we know, in this moment, we know that it was the enemy of their soul. And, Lord, I claim spiritual healing right now for them in Jesus' name. Lord, I speak to those homes in the room, those marriages that are struggling right now. In Jesus' name, I claim healing, Lord. In Jesus' name, the enemy has no authority over that home anymore. And in the mighty name of Jesus, we claim healing right now. God, let love flow. Let mercy flow. Let grace flow, Lord. We know that love never fails because, Lord, you are love. God is love. Love never fails because you never fail, Lord. Let it flow. Let it flow through that home in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name to that person that is battling an addiction right now, Lord, that they've tried time and time again to give it up. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pull down those strongholds right now in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody just say in Jesus' name right now. If you're standing, I want you to declare it over your life. Declare it over your marriage, over your home right now. Just say in Jesus' name. Come on, say it again. Say Jesus. Say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we claim the victory. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to the Destiny Community Church Podcast. To learn more about DCC, including our service times and location, visit us at destinycommunitychurch.org.